Joe currently uses multiple phones to efficiently drive for Uber and Lyft. But this can be a pain at times and very unsafe. That was until Joe found Maximo, the rideshare app that automates Uber and Lyft ride requests. Maximo will use the filters set by Joe, like time, distance, and passenger rating, to determine which rides are best suited for Joe. When a ride request comes in, Joe doesn't need to worry. Maximo will automatically accept the ride request that matches his filters, and then turn off the app that isn't currently on a ride. Once Joe finishes the ride, Maximo will turn everything back on. This will allow Joe to focus more on his passengers and driving safe. Hey, what's up everybody and welcome to the Rodeo Roundtable Thursday. Thank you everybody for joining us and uh, I'm going to introduce our panel first. Um, it's a little shaken up this week, and then I'm going to introduce our guest last. So on the opposite side of me, right, is uh, Kim's side money plans. Uh, hey, right beneath me is Hannibal is hungry. Um, next to Hannibal is Lisa, the driven mom. And then, of course, uh, John Dash Theory, who is always a sub in for us whenever we need him. Just always there. Awesome. And then our guest tonight, um, a lot of you might not know. If, you, if you're not on TikTok, you probably don't know him. Um, and for those of you on TikTok, you probably know what a headache it can be exploring through TikTok to find gig creators without all the trash that comes with TikTok. So I want to welcome GigWise with a Z because I see GigWise with an S uh, in the chat. And that is a YouTuber who has a creation channel. And then Gigwise with a Z is different. He's on TikTok. Um, so those guys are just a, a letter apart, I guess. Um, but St uh, Stefan, thank you for joining us. As we lost him. <laughs> it happens. Oh, there he is. Stefan, thank you for joining us. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, guys. Nice to meet all you. I'm sorry I'm cutting in and out here. Yeah, just just so you guys know, Stefan let us know ahead of time that the power is out in his area, um, so he's doing this from his car. So we're just going to kind of bear through as we always do, and the show must go on. I mean, when I had COVID, these guys ran it without me even, wouldn't even let me on. So, um, <laughs> you know, it is what it is, so we will get through it. Um, but yeah, so I guess... Let's Stefan, let's start up a little bit because here's what I here's what I can I can say about a little bit of background for you, and you're gonna need to give us a little more. Is that you're get you're you're doing I know that uh, some things have changed oh, recently, man. but you're doing gig creation on hopefully he's hearing me. <laughs> uh okay, but you're doing gig creation on TikTok. Um you used to be called selling dash. Which changed to gigwise. Um, yeah, I just, just cut clear... out again. So <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, may, maybe kill the try and kill the video and see if just the audio okay. will because it might make up the difference. So what I was saying is, you're on you're on TikTok making content. You used to be selling Dash. Now you're gigwise, and I know you've done a lot of the delivery apps. Um, I know you recently you were telling me. Um, that you've been doing more pet service space work lately, kind of like what a lot of Hannibal, what Hannibal does. Um, but can you tell us what market you're in, which apps you've worked, and a little background on you? 
Uh, yeah, so I'm in um, Lansing, Michigan, and uh, I uh, started doing the gig work mainly with COVID, probably with you know a lot of people. Uh, I was I was looking up when DoorDash started. It says 2018 in my area, but I feel like I was doing it earlier than that. And um, so when I even when I was working full time, I was uh, doing DoorDash kind of on the side. And then um, I started doing it more kind of full time. I uh, started doing Uber Eats as well, Grubhub, Shift, Deliver That. I don't know if you've heard of that. Um, Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I saw you, I was going to mention that because I saw you had an older, older one of your videos was on Deliver That. And so. Yeah. So, I mean, it was pretty much DoorDash, and that's kind of what got me into. you know, doing the TikToks and stuff, just kind of sharing an experience um, that way. And um, yeah, uh, DoorDash for me has slowed down quite a bit. And uh, the other apps were kind of just filler apps. So um, I got into pet sitting through a local company. And um, I know there's apps like Rover and and Wag, I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, yep, there's a local company I'm working for, uh, which is nice because uh, all the appointments are pretty local to me. Um, I'm not driving around a whole lot, uh, burning gas. So it's, I have to set appointments, you know, it's not completely, uh, you know, and, uh, more reliable pay than um you know, DoorDash has been lately, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm a pretty much a stay-at-home dad otherwise uh, since the pandemic, so this has been a good way to make some money um, in my spare time whenever I can, basically, when I'm not with my kids and fortunate that my wife is working full-time, so... Yeah, and I, and I mean, like, you, you've made a lot of TikTok videos. I gotta say, I saw... I. I first time i ever saw you which was like months ago i know that there's again i don't even understand there's so few people i connect with on tiktok sometimes i wonder why i'm even there but i'm there (laughs) um i saw you in a tiger's jersey and i was like right on he's a tigers fan i had no idea you live i'm from lansing really that's funny (laughs) yeah i'm not kidding (laughs) um Um, so the power's out in lansing guys and uh, that's how i'm from too (laughs) so (laughs) um but yeah, so okay, so you've done a lot of this. You've seen, you've seen the pay go down. Um, I'm guessing to a point where if you move to the pet industry space that, um, or pet services space that you're you've seen it go down so much that it's not even really worth it. Um, I don't um, really know how to how to word it. Is it be? I mean, is it still? Are there still? Have you just gotten sick of it, or has it got? And we all know it's gotten worse, but has it gotten that bad? Yeah, I just caught the tail end of that. Sorry, I cut out. Um, so basically, what I got was uh, what I'm why I'm doing the pet sitting versus uh, the food delivery apps at, as of late. Um, it's DoorDash has gotten really bad for me in my area, anyway, to the point where I was. Uh, I, I don't think I was ever top dasher where you had the reward tier of being able to um, 
dash whenever you wanted. I mean, I don't think I was officially that, but there, but it was weird. There was a time where I could, and it said because of my reward status or my, um, you know, I guess I had done it long enough where, uh, I wasn't top dasher, but they let me dash whenever I wanted. So that was that was kind of how it worked. But now it's with scheduling, it's uh, pretty impossible unless I do it the day before. And then even then, uh, it's hard to get in there. And then uh, where the, when there's normally like the rushes, the lunch and dinner and all that, it's uh, doesn't seem as busy either. So I'm basing that kind of kind of off of DoorDash mainly for me in my mm -hmm. area. Um, hasn't been reliable, but. Uh, and then just in general, kind of uh, Uber and Grubhub have, have paid better uh, more recently. So, but, but not as uh, many orders that I am offered type thing. So, yeah, that's kind of why I had to go find something that was a little more consistent. And I enjoy doing yeah. the, the pet sitting and pet walking. It's, it's kind of a cool gig. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Hannibal... I don't know if you know Hannibal below, right below me. He does. That's his primary gig too. But through Rover, that's awesome. Yes, sir. I mean, well, I know that he might have some, uh, <laughs> maybe some private clients, and he's allowed to do that. We're independent contractors. In fact, I know last week, guys, we got off a little bit on um, Hannibal's new venture, <laughs> and, uh, and Mike <laughs> delivers being here. And we just kind of, you know, who knows what Thursday brings? Sometimes it's sometimes it's deep deep content sometimes it's you know um content and some fun and talking about okra and whatnot but there are some things to go therapy. through tonight <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> touch therapy um but there are some things to go to um go over tonight that uh are it's a lot of stories coming out of all the sources even the sources that try and stay neutral or whatnot like this FTC one is big. Um, I don't know how many of you saw this because it came out last Thursday and there's been a few articles written, but the market, um, what was it? Uh, market Watch has the best one as far as I'm concerned. Um, have, have any of you guys looked through this? Are you familiar? Uh, Did you see well, this, you F this FTC? Well, I saw, gigwise, I saw you made, um, you made a short on TikTok about it. So, I, here's what I'll say. The federal yeah. here's what it says. The, the Federal Trade Commission announced Thursday that it plans to crack down on the exploitation of gig workers whom the agency said are entitled to protections regardless of their worker classification. So I'm going to stop as we go through parts of this because I want to already dissect that. And I want to talk. I want to ask actually Lisa about that, because I mean, already I've read the first sentence and all I don't know about you, Lisa, but all I'm hearing is union. Yeah. That, I mean, that sounds exactly like a union. I mean, yeah. I mean, because again, you know, like freelancing, um, owning your own business, uh, self-employed, all this has been around for forever. And now the Federal Trade Commission is saying that, well, gig workers need to be protected. Well, independent contractors, by definition, are not protected. So, what? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm confused because we're, if we're independent contractors, this isn't a thing. This shouldn't even be being discussed. 
It's funny because right. it's going to say, it's funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing. Like, why would we need protection if we're independent contractors? It makes absolutely no sense. Because I think they're getting ready to, as we talk about a lot, try and remove this. In a, and we know it in a lot of states. Um, we know it in California. And we know that it's failing miserably in California, which is something we will be getting into here tonight a little bit. Um, but um, there's other states. You know, this is... You know, there's. It seems like there used to be. I don't know, Hannibal John. Correct me if I'm wrong here, but there it seems like there used to be like uh, gig workers united out in California, and there used to be people, the independent contractor crowd. Well, now it seems like there's. Now there's some middle ground though, where it's like, like hybrid, and I don't really know how to explain it. It's like people who are like, and, and nothing against the uh, uh, hybrid. It's like people who want some perks but they don't want to be employees and they really really and it's not the old saying that they don't understand that flexibility would go away they truly 100 percent believe it will not no way well i think that that's a i think that's the dream right you know you can uh, have all the person being an employee but you can be an independent contractor but that's not how the world works uh, i think that's no. a, but that's what i think a lot of people are trying to get though I think that's kind of uh, what our people are thinking are being, it's being promised to them. Or they have a chance of getting. Yeah. Isn't I know, it but I mean, like dream job. <laughs> Isn't it everybody's but, dream but Hannibal, job? Would you, yeah. Yeah. Right? Would, would you, Hannibal? Would you buy? Would you buy that? I mean, if somebody was trying and even sat you down and was like, "Listen, man, you can be an independent contract. You can work whenever you want, same as it's been. We're just going to make sure that you get a lot more money." I'm going to. Or would me, you I'm instantly go, dude? Come on, what's the catch? I mean, I'm kind of scanning this really fast in terms of, you know, some of the stuff that they're saying, the um, FTC saying that they are focusing on gig economy issues that's dealing with deception and misrepresentation of how much workers could earn and how much flexibility they actually have. Um, so they are also saying the commission is noting that gig companies control gig workers through algorithms, which are hidden in the system that fosters a quote unquote power imbalance. So... If I guess, you know, being naive here, like if that's FCC is really trying to get, you know, trying to get to that point where there is some issue there. But then as you can tell, this is some politics here. Um, you know, in an article, they're saying a lot of the gig workers or many of them are people of color. You know, it affects a lot of those those people. That's you know, go politics here. But, the, you know, there's a certain voter base that they're going to try to appeal to. Um but, but also what people. you're talking about in this study is they're talking about people of color and it's like the study was what 55 people and who put yeah. these people together you know because i i keep seeing gig workers rising in california in there and i know they were the ones behind prop or ab5 without prop 22. right like they were but you know how can how can you do a proper study with 55 people it's that a very small sample size and why is it on, and why is it coming up on market watch and, and other places too but market watch is usually pretty tight about what they report on um yeah. you know I, there i, I mean there's there's yeah, things in here saying like the the director of the ftc's bureau says no matter how gig companies choose to classify them gig workers are consumers entitled to protections under the laws we enforce I just that think needs power, to be explained to me. Yeah, I just think power is always going to have an imbalance of some sort. 
Yeah, I agree, Kim. I mean, anytime that the government says I'm here to help, I'm like, at what cost? Well, the thing right. is that yeah. if you think about it, it's not like there's not a power imbalance with employees. There's a power imbalance there as well. It's just a different mm. power imbalance. And there's, there's a lot of stories that are coming out every single day of people who are working on these apps and it's emotional. It's it can grab you, and especially if you know someone is upset that they did you know they did all this work and they only got paid this amount of money, and you know a lot of anger will go towards those companies. Like, what is going on here? Why why are you hiding tips? What what's going on with this algorithm where you're shutting off people um, from dashing because they're not accepting these bad orders? A lot of the problems that these companies are dealing with, this is why regulation comes in. They're going to come in and try to clean up. Obviously, it depends on who's in office. They're going to try to appeal to that voter base. And it can, like you said, like what Lisa said, it can go into a terrible di direction that affects all of us negatively. Um, and it probably will because it's hard, you know, government, when they try to, like I said, when they try to do something positive, it winds mm -hmm. up making a bigger mess, like Prop 22, for example. Would we yeah. even be having some of these conversations if a lot of these companies were transparent with their offers and what they offer to their drivers. Would we even having some of these conversations? Kim, honestly, that John, was that not my question verbatim on the, on the para panel this week? <laughs> Didn't oh, I say that? Yeah, yeah I, I literally said, would we? Oh, I said, funny. would we care? I said, would we care if? about the algorithm or anything that the company does if we were shown complete transparency and i followed it with would we have an excuse to even complain if there is complete transparency because anybody can run their company how they want i truly believe that you want to you want to charge 800 dollars a ride and you want to make the offer to me john hannibal lisa and kim and stefan you want to make us a ten dollar offer as long as you're being transparent and saying, hey, this is a $10 offer. Here's what we need you to do for 10 bucks. I have no room to complain anymore. I don't care about the algorithm. I don't care about what the company's making. I mean, I do because that kind of blo bloated price would affect how the, the, if there was a rating system, but there shouldn't be, all this kind of stuff. But to be, to be honest, like you, if you are completely transparent, it just becomes, can I make this work? And if you can't, you move on. That's what happens here in New York City. I mean, we have transparency. We can see all the tips. And then I realized that I can't get on because everyone and their mom is, is dashing right now. So there's this right. about, there's going to be costs and benefits to whatever that anyone decides to do, whether the company decides to be transparent or the government starts to put more regulations on the companies. We will all be affected in some way, in shape and form. So it's important to really diversify how you're making your money because, let's, you know, some, some law can come in and mess everything up or what the company may decide to do may mess everything up. So Hannibal, mm -hmm. with New York having complete transparency for a couple months now, I'm not sure how long, but has that changed how people do DoorDash, Uber Eats, and those apps that, you know, hide tips there? It, there's so many people working on the apps that the orders are still getting picked up. They're still getting done, but there's so many people. And again, you know, New York City, it's millions and millions of people. A lot of people who are doing these apps are from the immigrant communities. Um, they're on their e-scooters, they're on their bikes, they're working hard, they're probably working 10, 12 hours a day. And they're taking a lot, they're taking all these orders. They're taking all the fast food orders. 
um, any fast food restaurant I, I could walk into, there'll be a, at least four or five people waiting for orders to get picked up. So it's hard to kind of get in there, right? Like sure. if you're, if you're doing it as a side hustle, um, yeah, you better be at, you better make sure you're scheduling. Um, Dash now is not something that's um, as easy to grab as it used to be. So there's still work here, but everyone is doing it. It's, it's easy. It's easy. And it, it's still, the volume is still there, but you know, saturation is issues is saturation. The problem in LA as well. I know um, John was talking about that. John McCallion was talking about how, yeah, you got to make sure you, you're scheduling. And sometimes you just, you be there turning all the apps and, and you're getting nothing but bad orders or nothing at all. So um, they just wanted to give, but I'd rather have that and, and see the tips and if people were out there working and they, they see exactly what they're taking and they decided to take it, you know, more power to them. They, they, they at least have control of the entire dynamic compared to, you know, everybody else where yeah. you're guessing and things are being hidden and such. Sure. Do you think that's why it's not working on GrubHub because they're all about tip transparency and because of that, like everybody, that's why they're actually not doing as well as they should be? No, I think the issue with GrubHub is more they still have the order value in many markets. Yeah, I think it's still decent here. But again, it's it's also how they dispatch orders. It's usually far, far away. And I think a lot of especially if you're in a bike or an e-scooter, you're not going far. You're trying to get orders pretty quickly. So they may have GrubHub, but it, it, I'm sure they're using DoorDash and Uber Eats way more. Um, I think it just, it's just there's more orders coming from those areas, as John was saying. Animal, do you think that do you think that if the transparency thing hadn't happened in New York City where they have to show it right now, do you think that you still wouldn't be able to get on to a dash now? That's a good question because it's not just what's going on with that, but everything, right? The market, the economy, how much money, you know, the average family has compared, you know, six months ago, a year ago compared to now, things are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. The economy is kind of confusing. We still have um, low unemployment, but there's inflation is high. The Fed keeps high, you know, throwing up the, um, you know, raising some of the interest rates. It's confusing. So I couldn't even tell you. I, I would assume probably I'll probably be able to get on. Maybe. I don't know. I think it's still a job or a gig that a lot of people need. Like a lot. I think it's probably more full timers here. And again, we'd never know all the numbers. They don't tell us. I'm sure there's sure. A more full-time gig workers here than probably everywhere, like ride share, food delivery, oh, yeah. everything. So I don't know, to be honest. As crazy as this sounds, I still think there are some drivers out there that actually like hidden tips. What? Yeah. If you're good at it. If you're able to <laughs> no, I, I, I seriously do. I don't know why, but I still think that there's drivers out there. I'm not saying it's me. I'm just saying I think that there's still drivers out there that actually like to see hidden tips and actually get kind of like excitement out of it when like tips come through it's like oh it could be came just like a, like, a think... like a gambling high yeah i know but honestly if honestly if you told those people hey we can just show you what it is up front you don't think they'd, they'd be like no I, I like it this way <laughs> <laughs> you think they wouldn't be like, yeah, I'll take the upfront. I don't want well, to. Well, the only people I can see like that are the people who think that they're really good at finding the hidden tips. They get that high, and they want nobody else to be able to get that. So they want everybody else to to be a, a not a winning gambler. We'll say. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So, 
yeah, this article is again, all these are on Uber Lyft drivers, by the way. Um, this it keeps going on and on about this study. It talks about how um, they're they're even going after Amazon Flex. Um, and here's the uh, here's the funny thing that I need to mention. Uh, so they Uber Lyft Dort and we'll all find some comedy in this gig wise. Hopefully you're still with us and I will check in with you in a minute. But hopefully you'll know a little bit about YouTube people to find the appreciation of this. Um, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, Instacart, Grubhub, GoPuff, Hop, Skip, Drive, Shipped, um, and Target have um, formed a trade group to fight AB5 type legislation. And it's called the Flex Association. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what up, Mr. Flex? Kind of funny. <laughs> I say, is Flex running it? <laughs> it's gonna sue them for slander, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, go for him, Flex. You got all the companies there. You got all the big bucks there to sue. Um, but yeah, so it keeps going on about you know, like so. What, what this one was the um, okay. So the chief exec, they already have a chief executive of what they what they term the flex association is now dubbed flex it's just called flex and so the chief uh executive of flex again these just all sound so funny to me is Kristen sharp and she said during today's meeting we heard from workers and advocacy groups emphasizing how app-based work provides flexibility and independence that lets millions of people earn additional income on their terms What's missing from the FTC's policy statement is the perspective of those very workers and um, the agency seeks to protect. Yeah. I, I couldn't agree more with that statement. I could not agree more. So are you I mean, rooting for flex or this is where see this is the position California was put in with Prop 22. Nobody wanted to vote for it, but it won by three million votes in the most democratic state in the country. And nobody wanted to vote for big corporation proposition, but it won Mm -hmm. by 3 million votes because people realized what a horrible idea this was. You know, like, hey, this is a huge portion of our economy. This is not five people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I mean, I hate to say it, that the Flex Group, Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, yes, I am rooting for them because... I think there are way too many unknowns in the alternative. If these states keep passing legislation, there's people out there who still don't who still don't understand that that these companies are in in their own ways. I and they might have unique ways of doing it. Are subsidizing California? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they lose on every state, but. We've talked about this before, and we'll move into this, I guess, right now, is that, you know, California, the Prop 22 says, um, you know, 120% of your area's earnings are what are what you'll make. Okay, well, um, the article that I have here, um, uh, Uber and Lyft drivers net less than $7 an hour after California law passed. What they're actually talking about here is something I've mentioned a lot. If you're in this proposition, 22 was created initially for rideshare because they weren't under the TLC, the Taxi and Limousine Commission. That's why Seattle 
did the same thing in Washington state and took on a law saying, we're going to do this for the TLC for rideshare drivers. And to me, I was like, I'm okay with that. I'm on board with that to make sure because the taxi and limos get it. Rideshare should do. What I'm not on board with is this article goes on to say everything I've been saying and thinking about none of the rideshare drivers are seeing a dime from prop 22. Only the, the delivery people are because it guarantees 120% of an hourly pay for an active hour. Well, an active hour on Uber or Lyft, you're, you know, even in San Francisco where it's $19 and change for, you know, for minimum wage. So it's what, 20, just under 24 um, dollars an hour with the 120%. If you're doing rideshare, your active hour is going to be 20. You're never going to make less than that. I don't know. Everybody says that they don't want something, but then like the states then go and then pass, you know, stuff like this. Well, because if, okay, if you lived in California, you would take advantage of Prop 22. I would too. Right. I wouldn't be happy with yeah. what's going on. If you step back, if you're not a gig worker and look at this, the destruction is, is way too widespread because we need to think outside of the gig realm too sometimes. We're all trying, all of us here, creators are trying to build brands and do things and we do things outside of these and we work together and we're always looking up stuff so i mean this all gets taken away from us i write freelance articles i do this i do that that's i don't want that those rights removed i don't want a w-2 job i don't and i would never take a w-2 with any of the flex association group <laughs> you know no way that uber's gonna hire me for a w-2 I don't, I wouldn't, I mean, they might, I don't, I wouldn't take it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I think the job security there is as bad as the, as, as bad as the random deactivations. I mean, your job security sucks at these companies. Let's be honest. You know, if, even if you're a W2 and you got some executive position, they, they toss around. Most people don't last a year there. I've talked to David who worked at, for Uber for a long time, David at Para. And uh, most people are here and gone and not because they quit even. Sometimes they just get let go. Too many people. And they're doing the same things they do with drivers in these companies with the employees. You know, like, well, we don't need all them. Let's move them. Hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, this, you know, here we are. And the, uh, oh, I just made my font way too small. Um, so... You know, like even, um, you know, DoorDash is throwing in millions, the effects of the California law backed by Uber and other gig companies. Um, uh, it, they're, they're talking, they're, they've now dubbed this, by the way, what Uber has dubbed the independent contractor plus model. So I think that we're going to start hearing that because, you know, you, you know that I've said many times that I think we need in different category because, you know, it's still gig work, but do something. Sounds like I don't like the name of it, but it sounds like this is where this is going. Independent contractor plus model. Um, I don't know I what that will bring. Model as well. <laughs> I mean, I just feel yeah. Like, I just feel like a lot of these states are just finding ways of like making deals. <laughs> it's like a lot of wheeling and dealing going on around there. I mean, it, right. it feels like a lot of uh, a bureaucracy creating about something that was. You know, meant to be just between the company and the people. So it sounds like a lot of politics getting built around something that didn't have it initially. So let me here's the here's the report portion from the 
AB5 thing, and it actually goes from 55 drivers down to 21. So it says the report is based on, and they're talking about the models of how we're not earning enough. And this is the, the they're, they're netting less than seven an hour in California, even with AB5 and even with Prop 22. So here's the, here's the argument. The report is based on data from nearly 12,500 rides by 55 drivers for Uber and Lyft. Okay. Uh, the amount of rides, something to work with. The amount of drivers, not at all enough. Um, the two leading ride hail companies, um, over more than one month in 2021. Wait, over more than more than one, yeah. Um, through the earnings analysis is based on even smaller sample of 21 drivers for whom the researchers had enough had enough data. I don't see how that's possible either, but. Drivers' medium gross pay, including bonuses and tips, was $26.30 an hour, according to the report. To arrive at the per-hour medium take-home pay, the report's authors took into account the driver's hours worked, plus benefits they would be entitled to if they were considered employees, such as reimbursement for driving expenses, unemployment insurance, paid leave, and workers' compensation. Because um, some, but not all, drivers are eligible for health insurance stipends under Prop 22, that was excluded from the calculation. Drivers are losing out on approximately $20.10 per hour because of Prop 22. I don't know about you guys, but I can't cuddle for $7 an hour. Well, you wouldn't in California. You would get you would get 120 percent of minimum wage. This is this like you? Why um, he talks about Prop 22 and I I just you know here's here's why you guys because they try to bandaid it. It's just not working, right? The bandaid is working. We're five weeks out from an important election. And I'm not saying I'm mean, I'm not trying to say pick a side, you know, pick um you know we don't get political here, but sometimes people always say, Well, when you talk political, yeah, we have to. There's no way around it sometimes, but we're not saying anything political, never you know, saying which side or what. But I'm saying pay attention to your ballots. I mean, there's I'm looking at the Colorado one right now. I'm just flipping through it, and our proposition one twenty-two is crazy. I don't know, Lisa, if you've looked at this and you know what one twenty-two is. That's the legalization not. of that's the legal legalization of mushrooms, DMT, and psychedelics. Oh, yeah, okay. I've heard of it. I didn't realize that's that it was. It will be on, on the ballot. ballot. Yeah, it's I should check out my voting. ballot. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Who's <laughs> 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 the there nowadays? You know, but that's why I'm saying. You know, like I'm I'm looking through it, and it's saying like right now, like you're okay to do this, this, and and, and I don't know how many people read these. I I often, when I was younger, used to just throw these ballot books away when they would come. But look for anything gig related in your states, because there's at least 13 states that I've talked about and know about that will have language when you go to vote for the midterms here. So I'm not talking about candidates. I'm talking about, or at least find your candidate who sits properly with the gig economy in the way you like. So I'm not even trying to tell you which way you might like. I am warning. I, I will, I'm just trying to give everybody a warning that what I see coming behind all of this talk is unions. It's all I see. Yeah. And 
and Lisa, uh, this is why I was saying I'm glad you're here tonight to help fill in with Gary gone for the week was that um, like if we the Biden administration coming in his one of his main things was labor and he promised the gig economy all kinds of stuff. He promised all of their big pushes, all kinds of stuff, and he has not made good on anything. So he's trying to shove this down people's throats quickly. And again, not a dog on any on any faction of po politics or anything. I just think that is, I think I, it doesn't matter who it was that had this. I would think this is a very flawed way of approaching it. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. You, you can't, you can't force everybody to be in a union and have and then tell them they're going to have flex time. I just don't even understand how how people can think that that's really a thing. It confuses me a lot, actually. Like I, I don't get how you think that you can, um, you know, just work when you want, make what you want, and uh, be your own boss. But now you're with a union. Yeah, I mean that's not it's very contradictory. Yeah. My opinion i don't think that we are true independent contractors just because of the hidden algorithms the you know the lack of transparency from the companies the fact that you know like in new york you can't dash now you can't get on and work when you want to work so in that way i don't think that we're true independent contractors but we're not employees either so it it is a weird gray area where we're at kind of like well, but, um, but okay but the end of contractor plus like where yeah. service or something right but okay if you're if you're building a house and three plumbers come and give you a bid to 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 do the plumbing on the house and you pick one and then two more plumbers want the job but you've already picked one. Isn't that the same thing as cat? And I'm not saying I think it should be, even though there is a part of me that thinks part of the solution is in capping the market, not necessarily like in block time and you have to sign up, but when there's enough people on, you have to do that. And maybe nothing that hurts your status, but if you're just leaving it on at home and you don't take something for two hours, like a five minute, you're kicked off, allow some more people to get on kind of thing. You know, because you should be able to pick which ones you want and whatnot. But something like that maybe might be a solution that's better because um, I don't know if I see it as as if you're independent contractors, we need to let a million people try and get a job. Right. Because no. there's also a responsibility to the people, A, who are the customers looking for the ride or the 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 whatever they're looking, delivery, whatever's going on. And B, you got, you know, if you, you just can't have a million people going for one one gig. Yeah. So I mean, I if, if capping played a role, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, capping is something that the taxi taxis have done around the country forever. You know, like yeah. um, I've talked with the guys on the taxi stand hour before and they've one of them is in Florida, and he says that in his market, they do every three months, they do an estimate on the population, how much taxis are used, and then they set the quota for how many taxis can be on the road at a time. And so he says in, you know, Pompano or whatever, that it's 
2,000 cabs, let's say. At that point, if you want to work and you're even independent, you can. But once there's 2,000 on, you can't be on. Right. I mean, and that's something that DoorDash already does with, like, uh, the gray areas being too busy or, um, you know, they pause your dash if you haven't accepted enough orders in the last 15 minutes or whatever. But... Mm. Hey, Gigwise, are you still are you still with us? I feel like you might be out. No, I'm here. I just uh, cut out maybe okay. four or five times, so I just yeah, I was hearing the cutouts. That's why I did not want people thinking yeah. I wasn't I, I wasn't avoiding you. Um, I know that you no, know we're diving I into apologize. a little bit. No, no, no worries. But I was just making sure that you were that you were catching it because I wanted to see I wanted to see what you thought too. We've never talked to you before. Um, you know, I, I, I think that a lot of people, I mean, are you, are you on the side? Cause we, we have people from all walks on here. So it's not something that my channel doesn't do. I, I like having people with opposing views. So, I mean, are you for like wanting legislation? Are you for wanting to remain independent contractor and let this shake out itself? Like we've always let the economy do, or are you kind of for a hybrid model that would give you know so, some parameters and before you answer that i guess yeah. here's one thing here's one caveat i'll add is that you know remember guys that whatever happens don't count on the you know like even if it's like yay we won we're gonna get these rights because the gig company said so we've been proven every we i mean we are always proven every day that the gig companies make deals and then don't even they don't even try and pretend like they didn't they don't live up to them they're just like yeah we're not going to do that like it'll go through court for three years something happens it feels like a win to a group and then they're like yeah we're not going to do that we don't care sue us i mean i think that's apparent with how uber treated spain you know uber was kicked out of spain because of the taxis and they were told never come back well they came back with suitcases full of money and guess what uber was operational again I just think that we are service and we want what we what we have when we want it. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I mean, like we do we all agree here that. OK, so should we all be able to get on any app at any time we want? And. Again, maybe it goes back to the transparency. As long as everything's transparent, you really can't really complain. And if it's oversaturated, find another gig or find another app. Um you know, I think that when Lisa, you were saying that we're not true independent contractors, I think part of it is that, um, you know, like, well, what, okay, what about like your, yours and Tony's channel? You know, like, um, you know, like that, your YouTube channel, other forms of income. If you write a blog, if you do now, that's like me, all of a sudden I can't afford to lose the independent contractor realm of gig work because it would affect everything I do. Well, I mean, I'm totally for a free market. Like I, I appreciate the plumbers, the electricians, the freelance bloggers and everything. I just don't think that door dashers are necessarily independent contractors just because of how controlled they are by DoorDash. Right. I, I, but I if agree. they got rid of top dasher, if they got rid of and gig wise, actually, let's since you are hearing, let's let's absolutely get some weigh in from you because I feel bad his power was out and this all happened. But, um, you know, you I heard you recently say, you know, you've been doing all this uh, 
DoorDash stuff. And I heard you recently say, like, like we mentioned that you kind of moved into the pet services a little bit. So, I mean, are, is it same thing? Or are you just kind of like, you know, I'm just whatever. That's, that's not working. I'm, I'm done and it's not going to get fixed. And I, uh, I just cut out guys. I don't know if you were asking me a question. I'm so sorry. I might just, uh, I might just take off because I feel like every time you go to ask me a question or I have an opinion, um, I cut out. So uh, I'm happy to to answer the last question if you can repeat it, and then uh, maybe I'll let you guys be. Okay, or just bear through it. We're not. We're not. We're not, we're pretty. We're pretty okay. good. Stones throw in. I mean, <laughs> maybe it clears up, man. Yeah, I don't no, know. I just, you know. Um, no, but I, what I was saying I, is, is I'm what, what, okay. Listen. What was the prime, yeah. what was the primary reason for you stepping away from DoorDash? Uh, I mean, I guess, I guess the, you know, not, not having the, the dash now is pretty huge for me. Um, not having that ability to get on whenever I want. Um, and for whatever reason, Maybe it was like a loyalty thing um, where I was doing it long enough for them that they, you know, where I just didn't have to schedule for for so long. So maybe I just got spoiled with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, the scheduling, the scheduling is uh, kind of defeats the purpose, right? Sometimes if like we if we really want that flexibility. Um, but that and and just yeah the, the lack of transparency and um you know just the the low quality the low pay orders um yeah it just kind of got too frustrating for me um and yeah at least with the other other apps i felt like the the pay was a little bit more fair um even though the orders weren't as frequent but yeah i mean i've just listening to you guys and obviously it's like a catch 22 you know we we want the flexibility but um for me you know i kind of want some loyalty you know from the app and and for them not to exploit us as workers you know and and then there's the the oversaturation where it's like they'll just they rely on the new people to take these low paying orders and but then you know, people that have been on the app for years can't can't get orders because, you know, all the people taking the orders they want them to take are, uh, you know, making making the app busy or whatever. So, yeah, that's that's basically kind of where it came to a head for me. I mean, I I just deleted it actually this week. So, <laughs> oh, you're literally yeah. So, did you delete it because you don't want it on your phone, or did you call them and close your account? Because if you didn't and you're serious about it, you should do that because otherwise they're going to keep selling your data. Yeah, no, I mean it's for you know I don't I don't really know how it's going to play out, but yeah, for in terms of just you know having it on my phone, it just wasn't you know it's just not really a good option for me right now. So I'd rather just focus on other apps. Right. But yeah, I mean, depending on what happens going forward, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I I don't want to completely, um, you know, turn my back on them, but because, because yeah, it's you know they do have just such a big 
piece of the market where I am. That's that's why it's so hard, um, you know, and that's why multi-apping, I think, is so important for gig work because, you know, you just can't rely on one app anymore. But, yeah, right. it's, uh, I haven't had a decent order or a, a decent string of orders uh, for a while from DoorDash. So, and I've heard that from a lot of people. Yeah. You know, no, speaking I mean, of what he was speaking of what he was saying, you know, I I I preach this, but one of the best things about gig work is you can go on to any app and if something goes wrong, you can move to the next one. If you don't like this app, you can move on to the next one and you you know, you have that flexibility of working the apps that you that work for you and I think that's really important for a lot of us gig workers. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I shouldn't like, I, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know the market, you know, being from where he's from, I know the market very well. And I, I haven't been back there and I mean, I've been back to visit, but I've been, I haven't lived there for 20 some years. So, um, but that market is a market. I would imagine you need to have the dash now ability. Um, if you don't have it, you know, I, I don't know how you do it because scheduling might be very difficult. Um, I'm sure it's a way oversaturated market. Um, I, I can Absolutely. only imagine. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's I'm the also issue. So I'm also I'm also curious though, like to the to the so to the rest of everybody, because here's here's let's let's get down to the nuts and bolts of maybe what is happening here. So the the states keep saying. And let's let's use California. We need AB five. Okay, is it targeting gig workers? Yes. Is that it? Well, it was, but let's just target everybody who works for themselves. This is initially what got me very mad and passionate about this AB five stuff, is because I had met and learned a lot about the real, the people who had forty year businesses, six figure earners, all this whose businesses were in one day destroyed overnight because of a bad decision. Um, some got carve outs, of course, uh, many did not. And uh, non nonprofits did not. I mean, it just makes no sense. So this is what they're fighting for. Let's have, you know, let's, what does that mean to everybody? Like, is the government just trying to, just trying to get people not to work? No, they want unions involved. They want W-2 taxes, even though independent contractors pay more taxes than a W-2 employee would, even if they're really good with their taxes, you know, you can only do so much. If you take the overall, you're going to pay more as an independent contractor on your taxes. If you're doing it correctly, you're paying them on time, all that kind of stuff, you're going to pay more. So if, if they're getting more from that, why, why would you want W-2 taxes? Because they're in bed with the unions. So, Unless we all want to be sitting under a PRO Act rule of, and by the way, the PRO Act and the anti-PRO Act, the worker, class, uh, the worker or whatever it is, legislation that's been put up federally as well that Mike Ruby told us about, that's fighting it, that's the polar opposite. It's like, you know, both are pretty bad. I don't like either, to be honest, because I think even the other one's a little wordy and stuff, but the PRO Act is scary. It overrules every state. It overrules half of the states in this country that are right-to-work states and takes that away. It's gone. 
you have to be part of a union. And it even says that if in the right to work states, in the PRO Act, it states that if you are not part of the union and don't agree to it, that your information is shared with the union delegates. So to me, that brings me back to like Motor City, Detroit in the day, early days when real strikes would happen and they knew your address. They knew how to come over to your house with a baseball bat in their hand. So you sure you don't want to be in the union? I mean, it was That's like scary. thug man mentality, you know, like why should, first of all, don't take a right to work state because those states fought, fought very hard to be right to work states. And people flock to the states that they want to live in and the people they want to be around. So again, I'm not getting political. I'm just saying people go where they want to be. Some people really like being in right-to-work states. Um, you know, to take that away from them and then to say, and if you don't, if you don't comply, we're going to let the unions have all your information so they'll be coming over to your house. I mean, what is this? I mean, why, why can't we just work? If we find ways to work, and, you know, Lisa said earlier, she's for a free economy. Well, free economy would be to let Uber, Lyft, and these companies operate. But to, as much as I've hated to say this, I'm going to say it once again. I don't like talking about it. But, yes, probably there is some legislation needed and some definition for sure. But I just feel like a lot of these states just want more taxes and more money and it's just their job <laughs> to see how much more taxes we can get or how much money we can get. Yeah. yeah I, I will say Arizona is a right to work state, but it's also a second yes. amendment state. So uh, you can try to come to people's houses, but that's not going to go well. <laughs> and, and that's see, that's how I, John, that's how I feel about a lot of States. I feel like, man, you guys are like, what are you going to do about it? And that's, and that's what I was saying before. That's how Uber treats the company. They go into other countries they don't even tell the government. They just turn the app, they turn the servers on and they get some drivers and people are like, why are, you know, when I had Vina Dubal on a long time ago, she said, and I'm, a lot of it was not compliant with anything I feel. But one thing she said is how it started in California was taxi cab drivers at hotels calling and saying, why are there cars pulling up in front of the taxi line and picking up people from the hotel? Like that's how it literally started. Of where, what are, what is this? Yeah, and now was the beginning of rideshare. Um, <laughs> they had riots in France with uh, taxi drivers because Uber came in, turned on the servers, and people with regular cars were picking up uh, passengers, and the, these taxi drivers were f upset, rightfully so. Like, what's going on yeah. here? And it was actually pretty violent. And uh, was that the CEO at the time? He he didn't care. He, his 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 tactic, his model was. They they're going to they're going they're going to enjoy this service. Just turn it on. They, they'll and then by the time we are already we're already settled in, and we're already talking to, you know, very powerful people in the countries. We'll be fine. Right, but as so, I mean, you know, even even the even the even the the groups in California that are pretty hardcore, they're the most prominent in the video. The gig is up, and yet the one fact you can take away from the video, the gig is up. If you haven't seen it. It's free on, is it, Plut what is it, guys, Pluto? Yeah, Pluto, Pluto is up. Yeah, is that, is that that one? I don't I know. It's, it's one of the ones you can watch it for free, though. Oh, free, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, no, no, Pluto is free, yeah. 
Okay, maybe it, it's it, anyway. It's if you haven't seen it, you can go watch it on one of these for free. I believe it's Pluto, but um, so you'll see a lot of these people who are against uh, or are with. Yeah, we need a we need minimum wage. We need the we need the works. We need healthcare, but yet they still the one main point that comes out of that is the gig economy is not is not figuring out if it's going to be around. It is growing at a rate of. There's nothing comparing to the gig economy and growth right now. Nothing. In around the around the world. I'm not talking about the United States. Around the world. And everybody wants a piece of this. I think people are sick. And it, it and I know we've talked about the pandemic having a role in it, but people are sick of bosses of i mean and then having to quit because you don't like a boss or whatever you might go into a job and think oh this is a great new job i'm glad i did this in three weeks it might not be a great job and now you're stuck with having to quit a job i think people i'm seeing not only like kim the master multi-apper of course um who <laughs> has like 72 apps on at all time <laughs> um you know good for her. but i am i'm starting to see like people even not in the gig economy whatever you're doing People that I know who used to have W-2s now have three or four streams of income, whatever it might be doing. Some of it's random. You wouldn't think of it. But people are getting more aware of this. Like, I'm not trusting anything. I want, it's like, it's like a portfolio. You want to diversify it now. And, and, and maybe you always should have, but now especially, it feels like everybody understands you need to, di you need to diversify this. You need to be, you need to have your hand in 50 cookie jars. I think the way of even what we do, it's like multiple streams of income. Like, you know, do you have your, you know, Robinhood account, gig economy, you know, for me, it's YouTube, like, just like literally having multiple streams of income. Like, I think that's like kind of the new wave um, of making money and the future of a lot of a lot of the gig economy. Right. Yeah, I think. Um, like Gigwise was saying, like he wants company, uh, you know, to feel like we're a company is being loyal to you, and that's just not something that's happening these days. Like you know, 20, 30 years ago, you stayed with a company for your like entire career, and then you got you know this amazing pension and all of that, and that's just not like almost non-existent these days. Companies aren't loyal and our employees realize that. And so they're not loyal. They're like, we need to figure out different ways to make money because I could be gone tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's my thing about a W-2 right now. People are like, jobs are everywhere. I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm starting to see though? I'm starting to see people taking other jobs and then telling me a week later they got fired, they quit. And it's like that whole process sucks. If you're getting hired in somewhere and you're quitting within a week, it's like, why'd you even take the time? You know, so it's like, yeah, there's a bunch of jobs, but can they afford to sustain you? I mean, the whole environment of our, our country, the world, everything's changing. And if you haven't seen the gig is up, you know, you probably won't. Maybe you'll agree with a lot of the views. I don't personally, um, but I think there's a lot to be learned in that video because they're, when they talk about the worldwide stuff and they show the worldwide effect, I mean, in some countries, you got to remember that, you know, gig work is making people more money than they've ever seen. <laughs> so, um, you know, they cannot make was, more doing other things. I think it was on Tubi, Steve, if I remember correctly, when I watched it. Tubi. Okay. Yeah. So that's a free one, too. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, my, I guess my point is, is that, you know, every, it seems like, you know, their estimation was we'd be at, you know, I can't even remember because I kept getting it wrong, but it was like, we're at whatever now. And then they were like, we'll be at like, you know, a billion or what was it? Three billion by, or was it trillion? I can't even remember. It was some astronomical number by 2025 at the growth rate we're seeing. And well, if you think about it, every new generation is going to be automatically enrolled in gig work. Yeah. Yes. I exactly know what you're saying there, too. Yes. I I mean, and if they're, you know, I mean, look at people getting out of college. What do you have after college? 90 days to pay back your loans? Is that what it is? Or, or before you need to start your payments? Time. Yeah, so Something six like months. Six, six okay. months or 90 days, something like that. Every time we've talked about this in most careers where people really get deep into their education and their, what they owe, there's not a chance you can make those payments and be living well within six months. You need a year or two to get on your feet if you're a doctor or whatever. So now we have doctors trying to pay their student loan back, working doctor's hours, and then driving Uber on the side. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy to me because I always, here's me anyway, growing up, I always was concerned, how do the doctors work those hours and how safe is it if they're working 18 hour day? I don't want to be the 18th hour patient, you know, I don't want to be his. Yeah. I mean, but the last thing I want is him working 18 hours and then going out and driving for six. Right. And coming back to work. I mean, this is, it's just a failed system. And I think that even if it's un, if it's not classified correctly, and I believe that Lisa's right in that, I think that something. I mean, I I, I think we all agree on that. We don't want it to get uh, to get classified to a way that it will impact us the wrong way. So we're trying to figure out what that is, but we also don't get to to put up the legislation and propositions. But I've told you guys before, and I'll say it a hundred million times if I have to. Your voice counts. It does. Well, got to vote and and call 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 your legislator i mean i am you know here's i know that you guys know i do a lot of interviews and stuff like that so maybe for me it's a little different but i am on monday i am interviewing um stephanie um i think it's vigil who is running for colorado um house district 16 she's running for a um house uh, a state house seat and she is a gig worker, full-time. She would be the first gig worker in Colorado, and as far as I know, the first one in the country to take on a political seat. Now, I'm meeting with her, and as far as I've heard, she's a far, far left-leaning person. So it's going to be an interesting discussion, because I don't lean any direction. But if somebody leans far the other way... And so in a brief discussion, when we were just sending it up today, I just said... You know, I was trying to make sure, well, is this union? And she's like, no, I'm not for unions. Um, so now I'm very fascinated. I'm very fascinated to see how this isn't unions. But she's all the way, because that always is union. So it's going to be interesting. But I mean, bottom line is you can call these people. All I did was call her to get an interview with her. I just called her. <laughs> you know, it's like she's, she's, this is the second time she's run. The last time she lost by like less or like, two percent or something in her in her district which district 16 uh lisa will know anyway is in colorado springs which is another weird factor of this because we know colorado springs is not a democrat leaning city at all so 
you know i mean i think that it goes south towards pueblo a little more or something but nonetheless she almost won last time and she's looking at winning this time so i'm interested to hear from her but you can call these people you can write to them because we've said it before they don't know how many people you represent they don't know how many other voices are like you and i've even had mike ruby and some of the people who know all this stuff real well say you guys until you go in and or until you make that call or say something they don't a lot of the these people don't even know about these propositions and i always used to think how do they not know about the propositions in their states going on and they're like they're so busy that they only focus on what's what's in front of them right then so if you go into their office or you call them and say hey i'm not cool with this and i represent some other drivers and this is not going to fly with me they will take that very seriously if you think you're just a single voice you're not you know you will be heard i mean because these guys even though we think that I'm, I'm pretty sure we all agree a lot of politicians play on a dirty playing field nonetheless they all understand that dirty playing field to know that they lose their spot if they don't get re-elected <laughs> so they better play nice with their constituents in their area um, but if you don't make a voice they don't know and they don't care and they just go about business as, as usual so i guess what i'm saying is we're gonna see changes they're gonna happen some of them are for the for the ultimate worse, and we're going to see that in the new year. Uh, Massachusetts is going to be a disaster, a disaster, and um, and I think it's going to be very interesting to watch um, because I that to me it actually might help the cause of remaining independent because all the other places trying to go independent are at least letting the companies have their Proposition Twenty Two type fight, but. In Massachusetts, they said, yeah, of course you can have a proposition and try and fight this. And they let them put in $7 million, the Flex Association, as we will call them now. Um, uh, they let them put in $7 million. And then they said, wait a minute, we don't need you guys voting on this proposition. Let's, We're just going to take it off. Now, if you know the Northeast, it's very political up there. Um, and even though... It, Massachusetts is a heavy, heavy leaning um, Democrat state. It's still nonetheless not going to be happy. It's not even the Democrat Party won't be happy that a proposition allowed seven million in contributions and then pulled it from the vote. I mean, they had already like dug in, put their campaigns out, put money, advertising, all this stuff into this. And they're like, well, sorry, we're we saw what happened in California and you guys might outvote it. Well, that's not a, you know, who's making, who, who's controlling this stuff anymore? Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. I'm, and you guys, I, I'm sorry that I had to dive down this rap, rabbit hole. I know Prop 22, you hear it and you guys go running, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like it's that time we needed to mention it because the elections are coming up. I don't know how many of you vote in the midterms. For Lisa and I, it's so easy to vote in Colorado that if you don't, it's pathetic because you only can do it by mail. <laughs> I mean, you, it comes to your house, you you do it, you drop it. That's it. It's simple. It is so easy yeah. to vote. Tony and I vote in person. We don't do by mail, but um, but but there's no excuse in Colorado not to vote. It's still super easy to vote, even if you go in yes. person. There's yes. like a million locations that you can go to vote. And if I can add something, I think it's important to have a voice, but make sure that that voice is educated. Like you said earlier, read the ballot book, understand 
what you're voting on. Don't just blindly vote just because so-and-so is voting this way or someone said this. And I kind of agree with that. Like actually research and like understand what you're voting for. Because if you don't understand and you don't vote, I don't think you can complain about what happens later. I mean, you can't. Yeah. And that's, and that's, and that's a great point because that's part of my worry with the midterms is that one thing about the midterms is too many people don't vote. They don't really think about it. They're like, you don't vote again until 2024. It's like, yeah, you, no. do. <laughs> you need to get in there, I, man. Midterms are more important than the presidential election. That's my opinion though. Yeah. Especially in certain years this year, it could not be more important to vote this year. You need to vote. And you know, and when I say that, I'm not saying I'm not even telling you what my alignment is or where where I'm not showing you my ballots and how I'm going to vote. I'm an independent, but here's the thing. I don't even care if you're voting for things I don't, I wouldn't vote for. I want you just to go vote though. And like Lisa said, read up on it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, the book looks intimidating, you know, it does. But first of all, remember, I don't know if the other States are like ours. Remember if you flip it over, the other side is Spanish. So only half the book is, it's in English. <laughs> But it is big, but just skim through it. And it's not like you need to read word for word, but at least read enough so that when you go to vote, like like in person or you're getting a mail-in ballot or Dropbox or whatever you're doing, um, that you can at least understand it enough because when it's in the form of the vote, it's going to be one oddly worded sentence. And I hate that about propositions. Like sometimes, you know, it's, it's like if, you know, I know people who are like, if you don't understand it, just vote no. That's not always the right thing, though. And I, I even used to think that was a thing, but that's not the right thing. You need to understand and then read the wording carefully. That's just an opinion of mine. But we all need to vote. There is a lot. I tell you guys about this, and I know here's here's my reason for, I guess, bringing it up big time tonight is because I hear everybody fighting right now. Or not fighting, but what's the discussion been for the last month top dasher. dasher right top dasher. top dasher well let's be top dashers let's do this let's be top dashers okay well guess what if any of the stuff we're talking about here goes through don't worry about top dasher because there won't be doordash there won't be uber there won't be uber eats there won't be any of this or if there is it will be a version of it you i don't think anybody i know will like franchise model schedules bosses um, told when and where to be where, um, taking all rides. So your accept, don't worry about your acceptance rating anymore. They will finally remove it from the app because it'll be a hundred or you're fired. Yeah. Also, oh, we all will become top dash. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Kim. I know you're It's all good. for us. Gonna go out the door because now we can't say, oh, we don't want to go to these neighborhoods because they're gonna make us go. Or they're going to say, oh, it doesn't matter if you don't want to drive at night because you're going to drive at night. Yeah. So. yeah. No, that's the schedule. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing. Like, you know, maybe maybe if it's a franchise model after it, first of all, you got to realize what's it going to take a year or two to whittle it down to any kind of format where the person who owns that franchise understands, OK, these are the good people. This is who I'm keeping. Because remember, too, it's not like if it goes to franchise model, guys, it's not like you're still just automatically working for Uber. You now have to go apply for the job you've been doing. 
you're like, you're going to have to go. Cause if somebody buys a franchise, they're not just taking on everybody. They're going to sit down with you and say, why do you think you should work here? Mm-hmm. And you're going to be like, well, because I love flexible jobs and working when I want. And they're going to be like, please. It'll <laughs> <Yes. laughs> be very quick conversation. I don't know. I think that, I, I think that a lot, I think that a lot of people like when we, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying the top dasher talk. Okay. I understand there was a lot to that. And I understand that we need to talk about a lot of the subjects and that's what we do in the gig economy. But how is this not, and I'm not saying you need to think about it every minute, but how is this not the biggest issue on the plate? Because this issue is, Hey, all that stuff you guys are talking about, don't worry about it. It's going to be gone. <laughs> like, I mean, that should be your number one thing. Like, and where, what state do you live in? If you live in Washington state, you should be up in arms right now. You know, if you, if you, um, if you live in Massachusetts and you are want to do gig work for life, it's time to move. Um, you know, because Uber and Lyft are already saying they'll leave They're, They, they said, if there's not a fixed way to put the proposition on, they'll leave. Is that an idle threat? I don't know. It wasn't in California. They said they'd leave California. And at the 11th hour, California said, we can't afford to have our transportation disrupted like that. We will let you have your proposition on the ballot. So, I mean, would they leave? I think they would. I think they, and especially if it's one state, if it's Massachusetts and they say, nope, we're going to go right to union. You don't get a right to vote. I think they're just going to say, well, we're just going to close shop here because it's going to come down to a, if they don't, every state's going to go after that immediately. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like they're going to have to prove a point. If, if the regulations doesn't help their bottom line, it's like, oh, this whole country doesn't work. All right, we're out. So yeah. it's possible. Yeah, but then what? I mean, if this is their way to drive people back to the jobs they want filled, I just don't think people are in that mindset anymore. I think things have shifted. You know, I think putting us in our houses for two years and saying, don't go around anybody and don't breathe and wear masks. And, and I'm not saying any of it was wrong. This is not a YouTube. This is not me trying to get my channel shut down. So lay off. Um, <laughs> you know, like, I got easier ways to do that. Um, <laughs> but honestly, like, I mean, you know, this is this should be on everybody's radar and everybody should know it. You should first of all, you should know if in your state this is going on. If you have legislation in your state for right now, starting in January, you should know and you should be voting on it in November. However you see fit, but still vote. And then there's more going on and there's the prog trying to be shoved through time and time again. It doesn't work. And everybody's like, yeah, that's why this stuff will never stick. But I've talked to enough people where it is already. St- I mean, it's already in California. It's, it's already stuck. It's failing. And then it's going to Washington. It's going to Massachusetts and it's going in different styles. So, you know, if they will, if they really think that these companies that can't make money can make money by making everybody employees. I think they know the outcome already. The outcome is to make these companies close their doors. I mean, that's that's how I see it. And then it becomes, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to take away earnings from people? You know, people can't afford to live anymore on just a job. You know, they need some side income, you know, and, and why not get creative about it? You are your own brand. You are your own person. So, um, yeah. you know, again, guys, I know we went from cuddling and... Oak and okra 
to prop 22 and AB five and the world's going <laughs> to collapse and blow up tomorrow. But, um, that's what we do. Um, <laughs> um, I guess, you know, sometimes Gary has that little comment too, where he can add that right or that wrong thing right at the right time <laughs> and kind of spin things in a different direction. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Each week changes, but I felt like this was super important to talk about this week. There's a lot of news going on about it. And when I looked at my calendar, I'm about to rip off my desk calendar September page. And that means that we are a month away from the midterm. I think and, the election is huge. And I think the, uh, the midterms are huge. So a lot of people definitely should be educated about uh, what's going on in their area or at least look into it the best they can. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Definitely. And I'm seeing in the chat, you know, I want to say hi to, I'm going to, I'll try and roll through it real quick. Um, you know, hey, what's up, Danny? What's up, Richard? I forgot to do this last week. What's up, other gig wise? Um, what's up, Driven Dad? Uh, what's up, Thomas? What's up, Daphne? Rodney? Um, let's see. I want to leave anybody out here. Uh, Jonathan, pull my gig. Um, Aaron, how are you? How's Alaska? Um, and uh, uh, you, you, you are in Vegas, correct? I'm just curious. I think you are, and I, I was wondering that the other day. So I'm, I'm glad I got to. I saw you in the chat. How you doing? Christopher Taylor, how are you? Uh, Bud Soda, what's up? Music City Gig Hustler, how are you? Um, uh, looks like uh, there's Joe from Let's Play DoorDash. Um, and Joe's in Detroit, too, so there's another Michigan hustler. Eric, how you doing? And uh, Carrie, how are you? Um, wow, I got way behind. I went all the way back. Holly, how are you? Chris, how are you? Um, so, yeah, everybody... Uh, I know that things change here every week, but I felt like I needed to get this out. This is the prop 22 push or to not have it. Make sure you're or to do what you think is right. I mean, I guess that's the real thing. We live in this country for a reason. Do what you think is right. If you want prop 22 fight for it. And I believe in that right to do that. But personally, I would have a conversation with any of you if you ever want, um, or you can email me Steve at rideshare rodeo, because I can tell you a lot of reasons why I don't think so. And I will never do it in terms of this is why this you can't have this. I'm not going to tell you what's right or wrong because I don't know. I'll just tell you what I think. If you ever have a question, feel free to shoot it my way. In fact, I, I welcome it. I love it. Um, and I love it when I, if I'm challenged and I got to look into something. Um, hey, what's up, Rick? Just saw you pop in. Um, SoCal, AB5, man. <laughs> I think uh, you, well, you got rideshare, I know, but maybe you do some of the others too. But Rick, it, it, we are getting near the end here. I was going to, so I know that you've done a ton of, ton of rideshare. We talked tonight, if you're just coming in, that uh, rideshare drivers don't see any of the Prop 22 money and there's articles all over. Um, I don't know if that's how you view it, but uh, um, I would, I'd, I'd like to see that too, is, uh, you know, are you seeing rideshare money or just, you know, Sergio did the same thing. He said, I don't get any from rideshare, nothing. He said, but I did delivery for a week and I got tons of prop 22 money. They were just throwing money at me. Hmm. And it's like, well, where's this money coming from? 
And how many more states can do this before these companies have to go, guess what? We can't afford this. But if you want to go and read more about these articles too, there is stuff in there about how the things that were in Prop 22 to get you some health coverage and stuff, how they're not working. And it's not the company's faults. They put things into place. Everybody agreed. And now it's just not being optimized. So I don't know. Um, I just need, I think everybody needs to get their radar on though. Otherwise, if we don't have a gig economy, um, like every, like, like Lisa, I think, or John or everybody's probably saying is if you're not voting, don't complain because, um, you know, it's, things are going to change. And if you're not getting your vote out there and you're not part of the answer in your state, uh, don't, don't be surprised. Cause I'll tell you what, nobody in California knew AB5, what AB5 was going to do. And barely anybody knew about it when it passed. It was Newsom that passed it with Lorena Gonzalez. They put it into law. It went into law. And it wasn't until that law hit on the 1st of January of 2020 that people were like, wait, this isn't a joke. This is real. This is exactly how you've said it is. And they were out of business and they were done. And it's five to $28,000 per incident per fine. So if you, mm-hmm. if, if before the carve outs happened for a writer, if you wrote 10, 10 articles, you would get 10 fines of up to $28,000 per fine. It's $280,000 it's probably about five times what a writer makes in a year. Um, and that would be for writing just a few articles. So, um, you know, yeah, I hear you, Rodney. I see, trust me, it's not tons of money. However, it's, it's not an answer either. It's not working. It's not, I mean, the, the change that it's throwing is, is almost, to me, it's as embarrassing as when we talk about how these, they keep undercutting other apps that's embarrassing to me, you know, like, okay, how low can they go? Well, it's like, they're really not doing much with that either. And it's hurting everything. So it's, it it just seems like lose, lose, lose across the board. But, um, sorry, I had to kill you guys with this topic tonight, but we had, we had to cover it. I'm sorry. We'll get, we will be back to cuddling at our regularly programmed time next week. And hopefully gig wise, who's in the chat, and this gig wise when he's got power in lansing can come back on on a different day on the same day we can get gig wise versus gig wise see what goes on there yeah, uh, that won't be <laughs> <laughs> but until then um i want to wrap this up for the night um my mom is actually here visiting so i want to go um and have oh, a little nice. time with my mom and my son oh, before nice. they go to bed <laughs> and uh don't but don't that's bore it. with the prop twenty two talk, please. That's all, <laughs> that's all I'm gonna that's all I'm gonna do. <laughs> Give her actually actually dude, she knows a lot about this stuff too, so it's pretty it's pretty entertaining Aww. when we talk about it. So <laughs> Aww. he's like, Aw. <laughs> So what's uh Kim, what do you got going on? What do I have going on? Um, good question. I have my Tuesday night live as always. Um, still uploading daily. Um, just trying to give you guys kind of content as it is coming, you know, through. I have you I'm with you on Monday night. Well, Monday, you guys will see it on Tuesday. So we'll be I'll be part of the round table with Steve and Para on Tuesday. I think that's when it goes live, right, Steve? Um yeah. And I think that's really it for this week. 
Yeah, Kim's on. By the way, Kim's on two in a row, and Lisa's on the second one of those two. So the la- the next two paras are the next one is, um, and they, they launch at seven p.m. Eastern uh, to eight p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, right before Kim goes live. And next week is um, staying motivated and coping with stress. And the week after is the rise of women in the gig economy, to which Lisa, the Driven Mom, and Kim will be part of that panel. So, um, And both the next coming weeks are really good. Hannibal's part of the next one. Um, and John was part of this last week. They've just been getting better and better. They've been really fun. So you guys go check that out. They're not on my channel. You have to go to Para. And if you search Para on, um, on YouTube, you end up with a lot of random hits. Put para gig smarter and you will land right on their page. I don't know why. Somehow they used to have it, but it's gotten lost. You can't it just para won't find it real well. But if you do that, um, you will find it and you will find all the uh round tables we've been doing up there. Um John, what do you got going? Oh man, uh been doing a little bit of uh Walmart Spark lately, still doing ships, so uh got some ship stuff and some Walmart Spark content coming in the future as well all right nice so you're like you're liking spark it's still good in your area uh, i'm liking it in my area definitely definitely um especially like right now uh we got three days off a week and uh yeah definitely good mornings definitely good morning uh, promotions yeah like see lisa and i i think kind of agree like i don't know we always agree like on like instacart and like this seems like some of the apps people love just suck here even though we live in a really good gig economy town <laughs> it's like i don't know may i could be wrong on spark that one and i want to instacart sucks here period. well the thing is here so, uh, walmart was already busy but uh after losing the doordash i found out that um uber eats took over a big chunk of it as well so spark added a lot of people and uber eats took some of the overload and yeah so spark's been yeah. busy here right um lisa you just did a round table that uh yes. was really good i didn't get to see it live because i was getting ready for the para panel but i watched it the next day and it was really good um what else that. you got coming up yeah of course what else but what else so, you got coming up now um the next video that i'm working on is gonna be just um how gig workers can stay healthy because we're in a car all, all day and that's not the best for our physical health or mental health. Um, so that's kind of in the works. And then every Wednesday on the Driven Dads channel, um, I'm on there with you, right here, Rodeo. Um, that's Coffee in Colorado. And it is the most random <laughs> show ever. Like, I don't, like, we just go down so many different rabbit holes. I don't even know if we can say that it's gig work related because I think we talk about gig work for like 10 minutes and then the rest of the time is like sports or random facts about colorado so yeah it's it's fun i enjoy it i know you know i i was gonna say that i i hear you and i know we were talking about this just even this week afterwards that it you know like like what is this (laughs) but it was but in a way like i like it how it is right now i'm sure it will form and it will it will become its thing but i like it how it is right now i like not going into that going i have no idea what's going to happen today 
Yeah. And I think Tony's <laughs> coming up with a lot of really good ideas for like segments to get it more organized. But yeah. I mean, for me, it's fun to just go hang out and just talk. So yeah. with adults, <laughs> Lisa, Lisa does a little, um, a little section in that for those that haven't seen it yet, go check it out. But she does a little section now where it's called homeschooled, where she teaches us something. <laughs> yes. She, yeah, she pulls it, even on Colorado face, we might not know or so she just teaches us something or two or whatever. Um, but then uh, Hannibal, what about Hannibal and I did a live this week on his channel. And I, I, I've been liking that one too. That's another project off my channel. I've been digging too. Yeah, just exploring a lot of the other types of independent contractor work, side hustle work, whatever you want to call it, um, working from home. So it was like a tons of websites that, you know, Steve kind of researched uh, some really cool stuff on how you can make some, you know, extra money here and there. So I'm I'm currently doing more uh, videos and content beyond just a little bit more of what we're doing, uh, Steve, but yeah. um, a little bit just like channeling some of the videos or some of the apps like Bungie or Dispatch or Curry. I think I'm going to do another mm -hmm. Curry video just to show everyone the kind of offers I'm getting. I'm seeing that a lot of people are not probably not seeing from DoorDash and, you know, Ubi, these kinds of apps. Um, and then also I'm, I want to do the video um, about the, the luggage, you know, returning and delivering oh, yeah. um, lost luggage back to the owners. Um, Sean in town did one, but I want to, do at least have some ideas of how to find those kinds of independent contractor work. Um, because in that one article that uh, Sean and Tom talked about, this dude made $800 in four hours delivering lost luggage. Mm -hmm. I'm sure we are all near, you know, many of us are probably near an airport. Um, there are companies who are doing this independent contractor companies lo uh, looking for independent contractors to deliver lost luggage. So, Going through that and, you know, we you know, always go back to the other, you know, the main apps, but exploring other um, means of making money and launching my uh, email newsletter where I'm going to be doing this in a written form once a week. Uh, you know, sometimes you have to watch a two hour uh, live of me ranting and raving. So um, that's going on as well. So, uh, you know, uh, take a look on and check it out. Yeah. And uh, I will also say this. I. You guys, any of you, like I see Bud Soda right now, I instantly think of him, that he's always said, I can't get off this curry waitlist. I can't get off this curry waitlist. I was hearing this from a million people. Yeah, that has gone, yeah, that has been cut in half easy. Curry waitlist is going away quickly and they are onboarding people. And I mentioned that because even Hannibal just got a box of, of curry apparel because we did a video of or he did a video for him back in the day. And then we did a video talking about him on last mile services. And I, I just think that they're back in full steam again and going, okay, supply chain issue, let more cars on, you know, okay, yeah. maybe we're not going to yeah. get all the trucks we've wanted, but let's start taking more vehicles. So don't, don't fret your size of car or anything. Get on there. I mean, yeah. Some of the offers, you know, like, you know, you know, seasoned gig workers, you know, you're making sure you're getting like, you know, $2 a mile and, you know, well, at least, at least two, maybe three, um, curry offers are hitting four, five dollars. Like it's, it's some of them are actually ridiculous. Um, but I, I sent Hannibal I think, my best out, my best mile offer ever. It was for one good. mile for and, 64. And that's the most 64. important thing. Yeah. That was like, that's that like 45 to one or some crazy thing. What, what I think we all need to understand is when you are able to, the, I guess the more valuable the 
load that you're carrying, the more money you're going to probably make. So food delivery is probably never going to make you, you know, life-changing money. But if you're able to move very valuable things, or at least the comp- whoever's paying you knows it's extremely valuable. So tips is not even something that you need because you, they're paying you fairly for, your, for you to do the job. That's where you need to be. So that's why it's construction equipment. It's lost luggage, medical courier work. When, you, when the load is valuable, that's where the real money comes in. And the rat race kind of stops where you are able to make a really good amount of money in a, in a really you know, limited time, or at least you're more efficient with your time compared to, which I think, you know, a lot of the gig economy feels like a rat race. It feels like a slog. It's like you got to go through 40, 60 hours and stuff like that. But imagine doing, you know, 35 hours and still making $1,500 a week or something like that. That's happening with a lot of the last mile delivery um, apps and couriers and websites, whereas no app is just a website. You, you log in, you take care of, they take care of you. So um, we need to learn more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if your market's getting flooded and even all of your multi-apping is becoming worse and worse and worse. And you're not able to go even to A, B or C because they're all getting equally bad. Don't wait till they're in the trash. Go out and look into some and go to Hannibal's channel and check out the we've only done three. It's every other week we've been popping these out, but they've been three good episodes on ways to earn that you, you probably don't know about any of them, really. Maybe Curry, but um uh, most of the things we talked about you know i mean the fr- very first one we had joel ceo of dumpling and we went through all the things you can do with dump you know it's uh, yeah if you put a little amazing. bit more effort i know the apps are easy you download them turn them on right but if you could put a little bit of effort of researching looking up websites um calling emailing asking questions to some of these companies you'll be surprised about about what they're looking to pay you to do this basically the same thing you're doing with food but you're taking something else and getting paid way more for it instead of dealing with all the stuff that we deal with. So and I'm saying it's not stop doing food delivery, but there's other things out there that can help you and you can still do DoorDash. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. That's, that's the main thing is like, don't, these aren't, Hey, you have to stop doing all the apps to do them. It's just more arsenal. Mm-hmm. It's more power to you, you know? And, and from what we can tell, I mean, this is just Hannibal and I, again, these studies were done with 55 people that are out on national publications. So yes, it's just Hannibal and I talking about a two man (laughs) test, but I mean, I can tell you that I see a lot, a lot better offers on almost everything we talk about than I do on any of the apps. Mm. Almost. Um, Gig wise. I am so sorry that the Lansing power went out and uh, uh, (laughs) we will have to have you back. Uh, But yeah, so how you know your link your link is in the show notes right now for people on tiktok you sh- they should check you out um i'm not really sure where you're going next because i know you know maybe you'll come back to the doordash realm maybe some things will get a little yeah. less cloudy um but it seems like you're still picking away at your at your tiktok channel so you're still putting the content out you're still doing it um you just which even makes it more yeah. interesting for me because now i want to follow and see what what's going on with you yeah no i appreciate that um i just i think no matter you know where the market goes i'm i'm gonna kind of try to be the voice for the gig worker um the multi-apper uh kind of one of the things with like legitimizing you know this industry whether it you know becomes um 
regulated in a way we don't want it to. I feel like one of my big issues is that people tell us that, you know, we don't have a real job. <laughs> it's not a real job. It's not a real job. And so I want to, you know, and people don't know other people's situations, you know, it's like, it, they don't know that some people might be doing it because they can't work full time because of, you know, extreme issues or something that they can't control. So I, I just feel like, uh, we should, you know, support gig workers and, and I'm just going to do videos on that and just content that arises and, um, and definitely see where it goes with, with the regulations and stuff going forward. Keep track of that. Yeah. I mean, you made some good points and part of it is like you, in the beginning, you said you're a stay at home father, right? So you couldn't have even done the work you've been doing under any W2 circumstances. It wouldn't have worked. Right. Right. I mean, you would have Not been called in even when you didn't have a shift. Other it's, issues. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's out of my control. A lot of the things, you know, I'm doing and, um, not just being a stay-at-home parent, you know, but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's other things that I haven't uh, talked about on my channel and stuff that, that people probably don't understand, but, you know, people are going to hate no matter what, so. <laughs> yeah, and that's, and that's, we all have our things, though, you know, like, I've had, I've had more than yeah. my role of being, of being a parent at home with my son since he was born, I mean, um, yeah. you know, I've, and I, I have, I've had to give up tons of things I've had to give up. I actually, you know, at the time of a divorce had to give up what I was doing for a living, which was running a bar. Um, you know, yeah. I've had to make life adjustments around my child and God, the gig, the gig economy saved me. So as much as we complain, I can't tell you how many times this has come to my rescue. Um, me too, you know? I mean, we all, we all, we all have complaints, but here's something I say a lot is that, you know, if you, it, it, we all complain about not being paid enough, but even W2 job, all W2 job holders, at some point they complain about not being paid enough. Everybody complains about not being paid enough. That's just a thing. People want more right. money for More their time. Life. I mean, yep. if, and if there's anybody out there who doesn't, please give me some of your money. <laughs> because if you don't care about it, you don't need it. <laughs> I just need to get rid of it. it doesn't exist. Yeah. I mean, it's exactly. You know, I don't know. I uh, we're all in different stages. You know, there's like dashing grandpa Brandon. I don't think he even really needs the income. He does it more because he likes to do it. And he just he he's told me he'd be bored otherwise. You know, but at the same time, he's making extra income, so it's great. But some of us earn it full time. Some of us live in big cities where it's very expensive. Some of us live in rural, um, four hundred person towns where there's not as much business, but it costs nothing to live there. You know, and it there's just so many differences. There's so many different things. But the one thing that we all need to do is pay attention to the state laws. I'm not sure that the federal things are going anywhere right now, but the state laws are moving fast. And unless you want to be in some situation where this could all be gone, pay attention. That would be my message for tonight. And uh, yeah, I want to thank everybody in the chat for coming in, even the other gigwise. We will have to have the two of you on because we will have to have a gigwise versus gigwise. 
because a that's clickbait people will love it people will come in just to see if it's a fight <laughs> and uh yeah. you know we all know how youtube is i mean gig wise versus gig wise that's gonna be that's huge people will be like what's this i'm watching um and we'd say at the end they're gonna fight and then me. we would go through the whole thing and there would be no fight and then we'd be like you know don't get taken in by clickbait <laughs> but um i want to thank the whole panel for joining i know that sometimes this topic gets a little stale with people but it's been a minute it won't be i'm not it's not going to keep being shoved down your throat but it's important guys and uh and we live in a country where we're supposed to be able to have these rights so um don't you know go vote and vote how you feel you should but it's important go vote and with that, you guys, um, I need to bounce. And everybody, thank you for joining us. Panel, chat, everybody. And uh, thank you to Solo Moves. And even though he's not here, Mr. Middleton and GaryZaps.com. D-U-H, Maximo, and FlexAlert. And whoever gave Gary's uh, FlexAlert a one-star that set him off in a really bad way because he's never had a one-star rating because it went down for the first time in years. You're a bad person. <laughs> you made my friend Gary upset. Go back and change your, go back and change it. Give him a three-star at least. Come on. The guy is a one-man show. He does everything he can. And there's no world where that guy deserves a one-star. Sorry. 100% agree. Even, He's, even his customer service is just him, but he gets back to you every day. So come on, guys. Nobody, there's no way that guy deserves a one-star. Um, but you can reach me anytime, Steve at RideshareRodeo.com. I know you can reach the panel at all their channels. You can reach GigWise on TikTok. Um, so thank you, everybody, for joining us. Every, you all are the best, hands down. Love Thursdays. Um, I know we're competing with football right now at the moment, but... Um, I guess as the season goes on, you know, some of the Thursday games might not look as strong, so people will start not caring as much. <laughs> it's just the Browns tonight. Not too many people are uh, choosing them over us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think people are just still in that pandemic mode or when, you know, when sports starts back up, even if they don't, if like, eh, they still are watching. People are just so looking for stuff to do. You know, like, what can I do? Uh, they look around their house. I've been in here for two years. <laughs> Out of ideas. <laughs> um, but yeah, you guys, be safe, earn smart, and uh, spend some good into the crazy world that we live in. And, uh, you know, try and help somebody if you can or whatever. You know, flash a smile, do whatever you can. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of people in bad situations right now. And uh, also, oh, I almost forgot to mention it, you guys. This is a big deal. I just want to put it up real quick because it is Suicide Prevention Month. Um, they've made this a lot simpler than it has been in the past. All you need to do is dial 988 and you will be immediately connected with somebody who will talk to you about suicide. So um, it's kind of like a 911. So it's for an emergency. If you remember the commercials used to have like a 10 digit number, this is Suicide Prevention Line. Now it's just 988. Call it. And if in any way you are having these type of feelings, please call because um, it it can't hurt. That's what I will mm -hmm. say. It cannot. It cannot hurt. You know, will it solve every problem you have? No, but it cannot hurt, and it might help a lot. So, um, with that, guys, uh, we're out of here, and we will be talking about 
Mike uh, Biseglia and Hannibal's first cuddle next week. Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Peace. Right. Good night. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.